All right. Yes, it is. It's a Friday, September 18th. 18th it is. Barreling through September. Jay Parker here with me. Greg Hollenbeck. Faith Johnson as well. Studio Kitchen Colorado. Brian's at home today, and we have a big show for you. Uh, coming up on the show today, Jay. You want to know who's coming up? Would you tell me? Yeah, Sonia Riggs, Colorado Restaurant Association. Love her. Hey, Jay, are we ever going to see increased capacity in restaurants? Ever? <sighs> uh, let's talk to Sonia about it. You don't know the answer I mean, to that. you know, well, She's yes, this has, to, figuring out. this has to end. Bob Pease Brewers Association, is the GABF going to be in person this year, Jay? Do you know that answer? I don't. I mean, I do, but I'm I not going to tell you. Stick around, Bob Pease. That'll be 220. Daniel Ecker from Meridium Spirits. He's going to bottle some spirits for us. And then, Jay, guess what? It's National Cheeseburger Day. And what does that mean? Award-winning chef Rebecca Weissman will join us from Logan Street and Ivy on 7th. She's going to make a cheeseburger for us on a Freaky Friday. A super cheeseburger. Uh, that's good stuff. Standing by for Sonia Riggs, and we have to tell you, just super, super excited about it. The Fall Dinner Series has been launched. What does that mean? It means FallDinnerSeries.com. FallDinnerSeries.com. Man, take a look at my computer because we have uh, Chef Corey Baker on Monday, September 28th. Uh, Tuesday, September 29th, Chef Kyle Mendenhall. Wednesday, September 30th is Chef Alex Seidel. Thursday, October 1st, Chef Scott Hiberneth. And Friday, October 2nd, Chef Rebecca Weissman, who's going to come on and cook a burger for us on this National Cheeseburger Day. So check it out. We have all of the menus up, falldinnerseries.com. That's what it'll look like. Also, themoderneater.com. Lots of great reading for you. Uh, Cool stuff. Keep you up and date on the moment. Uh, The voice of Colorado Restaurant Hospitality. Oh, here she is. Along with us right now, Miss Sonia Riggs, the president and CEO of the Colorado Restaurant Association. It's good to catch up and see you on a Friday. How are you, Sonia? I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, you know, it couldn't be better. Just couldn't right. be better. It's a great time of year. The uh, weather is awesome. Uh, seemingly things are um, breaking a little bit. And there it is, 1030 at night. I get an email from Colorado Restaurant Association keeping me updated, working late. Sonia Riggs, we've got a lot of updates to cover. Where would you like to start? Uh, Wherever you'd like to. I'm open. (laughs) Let's start with tables of 10. Boom. Blows my mind. Is that actually going to happen? It is. It is. It actually already is happening. So that's exciting. We're we're starting to see a little bit of uh, some opening up here. And that's that's one thing that is going in the right direction. Uh, 10 to a table, which is great. Does that is that an overall thought that things are loosening up a little bit regulation wise and we're seeing a little bit more um, given to the restaurant operators to be able to do more business? We are. And actually, several counties have already been able to get into the protect our neighbor phase, which is really exciting, which is 50 percent or 500 people indoors. Um, and overall, the, the new dial that the state's published, I think, is at least um, going in the right direction in a couple ways. Number one, I think it's making it easier for counties to um, get their variances rather than them having to go through an extensive application process. I mean, they still need to provide information, but um, it, it's a less cumbersome process than before. Hold on one second. I got kids in the background. Yeah, no sweat. Um, today on the show, Bob P's coming up at uh, 220 Great American Beer Festival, it's that time of year. You start getting into September, and you're thinking October. And 
Uh, be, you smell the barley and the hops, and you think of, oh, man, the Great American Beer Festival. Is it in person this year? Uh, I don't know, but Bob Pease will be up in the next segment. Sonia Riggs on with us right now, and we're going over some of these new uh, updates that are happening. But this, this uh, level one, level two, level three occupancy, 50% occupancy, can you just go over for somebody sure. who's like, I don't understand any of this? So, so what they've done is they've taken what we originally saw with the stay at home, safer at home, and protect our neighbors standard, and then t- take, took the middle one, the safer at home, and, and changed it from basically one consistent um, I guess compliance or you know what what consistency with with what businesses are allowed to do to change to make it into three levels so so the level two is consistent with with what the traditional safer at home um standards already were that were in place but now they've divided that into a level one level two and level three so level one gives us a little bit more flexibility in being able to open up to 175 people indoors with the 50 percent capacity Level level two, like I said, is similar to what we'd already seen. And level three actually takes us down just a notch, down to 25% or 50 people um, in capacity. And then, of course, what we all really want to get to is that protect our neighbor's phase. I know that there are a couple of counties that have already gotten into that phase, at least three at my my the last glance that I saw. With which, And there were several more that are actually getting close to being able to qualify for that protect our neighbor's phase. So... Um, ultimately, that's what we're all hoping for. Uh, it, it, the initial is 50 50 percent capacity or 500 indoors. But if your county is able to continue complying with those low numbers numbers and the variables that the that the state's looking for, you can eventually increase that 50 to up to 55 percent and then up to 60 percent. So it it slowly does move move us into opening back up again, which is at least hopeful. Um, I'm happy to see that, that that's something that we can start to strive for. I heard an interview uh, with the governor on the Colorado Morning News with Marty Lentz and April Zesba uh, speaking about first priority is how to uh, increase capacity for restaurants moving into the fall, into the winter months. Uh, that's a big deal for everybody around, so their ears perk up. Are you seeing that that is actively happening right now? Is there Are there any uh, bureaucrats or government officials that are reaching out to you for advice on how that can happen? Yeah, so we've been actually working quite extensively with the state and some of the, the folks on the governor's team that are dealing with COVID in how can we um, work on those capacities. So not only there, uh, we, we've really been pushing on trying to increase capacity indoors and we'll continue to push that. So, you know, we're, we're asking them to take a look at um, physical barriers like we've seen in other states. And, and maybe we can look at HVAC systems or other things that can help us increase that capacity. But let's just set that aside for a minute because that's a little bit harder with the data that's out there. What they've expressed to us is that They'd really like us to take a look at outdoor seating, continuing this expansion of outdoor seating throughout the winter. Um, they're working on defining right now and are waiting for that feedback any day now. What turns a tent from an outdoor structure, an outdoor seating into an indoor structure, right? How many walls is that? What does the ventilation need to look like? How, how much opening do you need to have? Um, is it with a roof or without a roof? That kind of thing. So hopefully we'll have information on that soon because we have been um, reached out to by a number of restaurateurs who are saying, what can I do? And, and I don't want to invest in something that then I can't use, right? And and with certain kind of tents, what kind of heat mechanism is going to be something that still keeps us safe? Or, you know, what does that look like? So um, we're going to be announcing soon, and I'm really excited to 
uh, once we get the details on this, but we're, we're trying to put together with the governor's office a, um, a design charrette with design professionals that would be really um, be kind of a brainstorming session, if you will, on looking at what some concepts could be to allow for comfortable and fun outdoor dining during the cold weather months. Um, and then once we once we get through that, we're also starting to talking about raising money to actually create a grant program for restaurants to be able to apply for and receive funding to to help them with some of those costs um, to continue that outdoor seating during during the cold weather months. So um, we don't quite have enough information to do a formal announcement yet, but I can give you the, the heads up here uh, and to your listeners that it's something that we're, we're actively pursuing and working on. We're hoping to have more information within the next week or so. Wow, that's great. Thank you for giving us uh, that update. Uh, anything more on that front that you can share? Because I'd sure like to jump the lead on this. No, as soon as we have it, Greg, I'll, I'll, you'll be the first to know, for <laughs> I, sure. I, I appreciate that. Uh, just kept it, catching up, and uh, I'm Greg Hollenbach. Sonia Riggs here with us, the Colorado Restaurant Association. Bob Pease, president of the Brewers Association. Heavy hitters on the show today, and really appreciate everybody tuning in. It's a great audience on a Friday, September 18th. Uh, we'll keep it going down the line here. I was very excited to see um, that the email came in moments ago for a virtual trade show that's going to be happening. Um, is there any information that you can give us on that virtual trade show that's going to happen? Is this an email that you didn't get yet? Sonia, did we lose you? Uh, <laughs> just tuned out for a minute. I was focused on you talking about Bob. Hold on one second here. Um, yeah, no, we do have a virtual trade show, and um, we've turned our traditional Colorado restaurant show into a series of um, of online educational events, which I'm really excited about. It again, it's helping restaurants survive the winter, and so focusing wherever we can, whether it's on on marketing, um, you know, just a, a variety of things that we've seen other restaurateurs uh, do when they're looking at their financials, they're looking for how they're how they're putting their modeling together, their business model, and and trying to share best practices wherever we can um, with restaurants to, to, like I said, to help them survive the winter. Because I'll tell you, honestly, in the last survey that we did, folks said that under current capacity limits, um, it, you know, I think 64% or so said that they, they'll really have to look at closing permanently within the next six months. So, um, you know, that's concerning. So however we can help is really what we're trying to do. You know, our traditional restaurant show was really a full a full day of seminars and being able to to go to the trade show. And we've, we've just know that, well, number one, with, with actual capacities, we just can't actually physically do that. We're just not allowed right now. But the other part of it is um, when we started looking at what is a, a day long of seminars look like, it just may be too cumbersome for restaurants right now as they're struggling just to stay open, that we are dividing that up into smaller segments um, over a number of weeks to, to really help them and, and, and um, allow them to tune in for shorter periods of time and just get a little bit of that educational experience. So that's the way we're structuring it this year. And we're really excited about it. Yeah. Uh, trade shows and events. And, and again, Bob P standing by from uh, the Brewers Association and talk about the GABF, but the, uh, there it is, the convention center and, and your trade show, obviously very important to the fabric of the Colorado Restaurant Association, your members in the community, um, cultivating that awareness for what you're going to do, your mission for the year to come. 
but still staying connected in that way. So it's very, uh, I was very pleased to see that email to see um, that you're still reaching out and doing what the Colorado Restaurant Association does best is pivoting and rolling with the punches and keeping people connected. Uh, with that being said, I don't know what happened. I don't if you guys got crazy or lost your mind, but with the modern eaters heading out on a road trip next week to source food for the fall dinner series. And we said, hey, why not? Let's see if the gals from the CRA want to, <clears throat> excuse me, go along. And uh, you said yes. So next week, we, we all set, set sail. We step off smartly and head into Breckenridge, Colorado. We have a great lineup of places that we're going to hit next week. The Modern Eater will continue with a show every single evening next week. And, Sonia, I'm just so delighted to see that the Colorado Restaurant Association is going to team up, and we've got a few uh, messages that we're going to go out there and get and, and really just connect with folks. What do you see on the, the CRA's end of this road trip? Well, first of all, I'm thrilled that, that we're partnering in this as well. I think I, I love what you and, and your show has been doing to really highlight what's going on in the food service industry during this, this crazy time right now. But, um, you know, our, our side of it is really um, looking, you know, helping to shed even more of a light on these real stories on what's happening in the restaurant industry around the state and, and, and filming that and, and talking to restaurant owners and, and their staff about, you know, what they're really seeing and what they're really experiencing. Because as we all know, I mean, restaurants are really the fabric of our communities. They, they really, they really can change the environment. I mean, some of our, our most memorable moments happen at a restaurant, whether it's you know, personal or work moments. We, we celebrate things. We, we, you know, birthdays and anniversaries, we, we get engaged at restaurants. We, you know, we, we spend time with our family and friends and, 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 and actually do business deals at restaurants. So they're, you know, they, they just are such a, a, an amazing part of all of our lives. And, and this is just, you know, we're, we're working on this to try to help share some of those stories with the public on, you know, what's really happening with these businesses and and look forward to creating a number of um, short ads and and um, small, very short documentaries, mini mini documentaries, just a few minutes long, just just sharing what's happening around the state of Colorado. So I'm I'm really excited to see um, you know the to to see these folks, frankly, and and to 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 hear their stories and to and to then produce something that we can share with the public. The ladies at the CRA are hard at work. Sonia Riggs, uh, Devney, and Laura will be uh, joining us, myself, Greg, Brian, and, um, and Jay. We're going to head out and first stop Breckenridge. We've got a great story. It's kind of you don't know what you got until it's gone, and you have to go and really just uh, pay homage and, and, and respects and gratitude and connect with people person to person in such an impersonal wor- world right now. And I'm looking forward to going to Goldpan and seeing those folks from Goldpan, Carboy, Angelos. That's a big group of folks, but they have a really historical restaurant in Breckenridge called Goldpan, and it's been around for forever and a year. It means a lot to Colorado and the community, and I think we're going to get some really uh, uplifting messages and some stories from that uh, interview. We'll do that evening. We'll head into Palisade, Colorado and Grand Junction. Our hopes are to hook up with a, just a great regional chef in Josh Nurnberg in one of his concepts. So we'll be in Palisade. We're also going to visit Talbot's and uh, their farm as well. Then we're going to head south and go into Telluride. Check out some folks that uh, you're going to introduce us to some new folks in Telluride and Durango. And we look forward to that as well. And then we're going to double time it up into Salida and near Sawatch, Colorado. Then Jay and myself, we're going to head down into Pueblo and into ranching 
country as well and do some support there as we round up all these goodies and we come back and it's in your backyard sonia it's logan street and uh, ivy on seventh and carboy just a really cool if you want to see how to do things right boy they sure do it right they've got a very spacious patio in the back alfresco dining we're going to build another kitchen outside we're going to tell the stories we're going to come back we're going to with a bunch of stories, a bunch of great ingredients, and we're going to break bread, just like folks do in their community and their families. And we're really going to capture this. We're going to stream it live, the modern eater style, and you guys are going to be there lock, stock, and barrel with us along the way. We are, and we're looking forward to it. And yes, you, you say it's in our neighborhood. It's right next door to our offices. So that we have certainly are very familiar with, with them. They're, they're great neighbors to have and um, so looking forward to this dinner series. It was the summer series was amazing and, and I'm sure this will be just as, just as fantastic. Yeah, five nights in a row, great lineup. Uh, just quickly for you, Sonia, so you can get ready. Uh, I say don't eat until then. Sonia, I don't know if you okay. if you can, I don't know if you can pull that off, but on Monday, September twenty eighth, uh, just a great sushi chef. You might have known him from Sushi Ronin, Sushi Den, uh, Izakaya, Chef Corey Baker. Tuesday night, September 29th, from the Big Red F Concepts. He was at Arcana in Boulder. He's just a really great guy, a very forward-thinking chef. His name's Chef Kyle Mendenhall. On Wednesday, September 30th, I don't think there's an introduction that needs to be made, but from Fruition Farms, Fruition Restaurants, Mercantile Dining and Provisions, Chef Alex Seidel will join us Thursday, October 1st. From the Angelos and Carboy Group, it's Scott Hiberneth. Uh, Friday, October 2nd, award-winning, uh, very highly acclaimed Chopped program winner, Chef Rebecca Weissman will join us from Logan Street and Carboy, and that'll round off the week, and it'll be a whirlwind. It will, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I guess I'll stop eating until it's, then, for sure. <laughs> it's a lot to take in and a lot of community, <laughs> but I'd say don't miss out. And if you'd like ticket information, it's... Um, FallDinnerSeries.com. What am I missing, Sonia? Anything? Or I'll see you on Monday. No, I, I don't think so. I, I just really, again, appreciate your your support of the restaurant industry. And, and really, you know, the, this this trip and, and these dinners is, is not just about reminding people how important restaurants are to our communities, but also celebrating the amazing work that restaurants are doing through, throughout this this tough time. You know, it's it continues to surprise me that when restaurants are really, really struggling, we're constantly seeing what they're doing um, on the philanthropic world too. You know, throughout the pandemic, we saw a number of restaurants open up and and feed frontline workers and and can donate to to the homeless. And they're continuing to just be these pillars of the community. And and it's really nice that we get to celebrate them. And if there was a lesson that was learned, is the food chain is very valuable. And once a link in that chain is broken, all the way down to the farmers and the ranches. And if you can't get the products and Boy, it really exposed a lot, and I think that just banding together and this community is bar none. At Colorado, we should all be so proud and doing great work. Uh, leading us along the way, it's, it's you, Ms. Sonia Riggs. Thank you so much from the Colorado Restaurant Association. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, Jay. Nice to see you guys. See you Monday. Okay. okay. Say, looking say, forward to it. Say hi to everybody. Okay, that was, that was a lot there, Jay. <laughs> that, there's a lot of information <laughs> There was a lot there. there. But beer. 
right? It's that time of year. It is that time of year. Barley man. and hops, man. September, you start thinking, huh, do I have my tickets to the great? How many sessions am I going to go to? Am I going to go to two, three, four, all of them, nine of them? Bob P's, there he is, is his face. Uh, we're going to introduce him properly, but we need to break away. We're just a couple of minutes behind schedule. We appreciate your patience, and we'll be right back in a flash. The Modern Eater Show continues. <laughs> I love the laugh. Ready? Like right now? Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Kyle Mindenhall. I'm talking with uh, my good friends from the Modern Eaters show. Keep supporting them. There's a lot of good stuff happening. We started Meridium Spirits because we love the way that spirits and cocktails can bring people together to socialize, to bond, to have conversations. Well, right now we've got some big conversations to have. Coop Vodka and Coop Gin are available at liquor stores across the metro area. But if you can't find us or would like to have us behind your bar or at your restaurant, send us an email, info at meridiumspirits.com. We know things are a little different these days, but think of us the next time you're planning a virtual happy hour or a socially distant picnic. And keep an eye on our social media, Coop by Meridium, for all the latest and greatest. (laughs) Hey, Dave Thibodeau here. Hey, friends of the Modern Eater, this is Dave Thibodeau from Ska Brewing and Peach Street Distillers. I wanted to let you know that our new brew distillery is up and running again in Boulder. And we've got a uh, great selection of Ska beers, nearly 30 on tap. We've also got all of our Peach Street spirits available, a great mixology program that we brought down from the, from the Western Slope and Palisade. We're open limited hours, Wednesday through Friday from 3 to 10. And then we open up earlier at 10 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday and get some brunch action rolling. We have two great patios. Socially distant seating is available. And you can always check for more information at scostreet.com and hope we become your new favorite neighborhood spot. And I'd like to meet you there in the not-too-distant future for a beer or a drink soon. So take care, be healthy, and stay strong. And I'll talk to you later. Hi guys, it's Cody Ann from Aspen Baking Company. We specialize in fresh, preservative-free, amazing bread. But with all the food news, go right here to the Modern Eater. <laughs> hey, Zach Ryder here, Colorado Mills Sunflower Products out of Lamar, Colorado. Your only local source grown from a local crop to produce a local oil for local chefs. You can find it at Shamrock Foods, What Chefs Want, Seattle Fish Company. Uh, Let me try it one more time, then we'll see. Hey, restaurants, we're glad you're reopening from Colorado Mills Sunflower Oil. We'll see you soon. (laughs) First, we partner with the best farmers in the world, and then we tell them, we will take it all. Process whole spices daily, blend custom spices to order, keep it fresh, safe, and flavorful, all so that you can get back to doing what you do best. So whether you're a restaurant, a food manufacturer, or an at-home cook, be sure to visit The Spice Guy at www.thespiceguyco.com. All right, back to the show on Bob Pease in just a minute on a National Cheeseburger Day, Friday, September 18th. It is a freaky Friday. I'll tell you about Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Jeff Rourke, talking beer, man. You got it. The way the brewer intended it to taste, Jay. 
Yeah, that's right. You know, you can't do anything herky-jerky with your lines. You can't have them off. You have to have draft lines that are pouring efficient beer. If you're pouring inefficient beer, what are you doing, Jay? Bob, you're pouring your money down the drain. Do not pour your money down the drain. Bob wouldn't do that. He would get a hold of Jeff Rourke and A-plus Beverage Solutions. Here's what you have to do. You want a custom install. You want to add a line. You want some maintenance. If you need a coffee, a water, a wine, a nitro, a kombucha, Jeff Rourke's going to be able to make your dreams come true. Add more beer lines. That's what I say. You need to carry more Colorado craft beer, craft beer in general. Just carry Just it. pop on another six. Another six. Throw down another six. It wouldn't hurt you at all. Get a hold of Jeff Rourke, 720-272-3809. Jeff Rourke, A-plus Beverage Solutions. Back to the show, falldinnerseries.com. Come join us for dinner. It's not next week, but the following week, you need to do yourself a favor. Somebody who went to every single summer dinner series, Jay, said, without summer dinner series, my summer would have sucked. So don't let your fall suck. Yeah, don't. That's that's right. Don't because I don't want it to happen. Hailing from the Brewers Association World Headquarters in the People's Republic of Boulder, I call him Mister. Please, please, may I have another? He's the Brewers Association President and CEO, the two and only Mister. Bob Pease. How are you, Bob? I'm good, Jay. Greg, how are you guys, man? Good to see. Good to be with you again. <laughs> We're good to see you too. Um, that was quite the intro, huh? <laughs> You like you like my Bronco ball? Huh? I do, I do. I don't. What? It looks like it still has two timeouts on it. Well, uh, <laughs> poor coach, poor coach Vic. He's taking it. He's ta- he's taking it hard for that one. Oh huh? boy, uh, you just I don't know, man. That was. I think you would have done a better job at that game, <laughs> coaching that. Yeah, game. you know, I've coached a team or two in my career. Have right? you really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. yeah, mostly mostly ultimate frisbee though. I remember that. I remember. I played that. Jay, you didn't. Re- you, but do you remember what it is, Jay? It's something to do with uh, kind of like football, kind of but golf, with a frisbee, frisbee and, and football mixed a, together a, in something weird. A lot of run, a lot of running. Greg, Jay's got it down, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I know enough, about, Bob. I know enough about it that I don't want to be any part of it. It just sounds <laughs> like too much skill and too much exercise. But involved. there's a, it's a lot of run, it's a lot of running. It's a young person's game for yeah. sure. You know what you have after afterwards though? A couple of beers. Oh, a nice cold beer. Yeah. Demographics between craft beer, craft beer and ultimate is uh, very 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 closely aligned. All right, it's National Cheeseburger Day. You also need a beer with that. It's beer day every day for me. I mean, that's just the way that it is. Delicious beers. The varieties are out there, and I don't know this time of year, Bob. I look around and start to see the leaves change and smell the fall in the air. And I don't know how you guys did it, but just with the great branding, fall time to me, autumn, it's a great American beer festival. <laughs> That's I mean, what, is, uh, what, is, what, what says Colorado more than the Denver Broncos and the Great American Beer Festival, right? Not a nothing. And it means so much to our community. So many events are gathered around it, the breweries. Oh. People come into town far and wide. It's a you take over the whole city. Yeah, yeah, really does. Okay, so yeah. we're having it this year, right? In person, we're going to do it. Let's just do it. Let's do it, Bob. We are, we are doing it. It's the 39th Great American Beer Festival. Um, we're, we're mixing it up a little bit this year, though. There's a couple of things going on right now at a secret location in Boulder, and over the next 15 days. 9,000 entries into the Great American Beer Festival competition are being judged by 123 world-class judges from all around the country. And we're going to be prepared to announce the winners of the 2020 Great American Beer Festival on October 16th at 5 p.m. 
online sixteenth and seventeenth. That's part of the virtual GABF, but it doesn't stop there. Okay. The, uh, so you know, as you guys know, since you're you know you've been to, going to the festival for years, you know there's there's always there's two parts, right? There's the competition, which is really really important to the industry. I mean, and it's really it was really important to us to find a way to host the competition this year to provide that sense of normalcy to the, the 8,000 breweries that are, uh, you know, that are operating in the United States right now. And so we're, we're doing that. And so my hats are off to my colleagues that run our events, my event director, Nancy Johnson, you know, gold, gold star. Uh, but then there's the other part of the, competi- uh, the festival that most people don't see, and that's the festival part. And uh, we are still moving forward with the Great American Beer Festival uh, for 2020, but in a virtual format. And it's going to go, the GABF, the virtual GABF is going to take place over 18 days. And what we're doing is we're offering a, a national passport program. So what that means is you go to greatamericanbeerfestival.com if you're a beer drinker, beer lover. You purchase your passport for 20 bucks, 20 bucks. And then we have over 1,100 breweries participating nationwide that are giving discounts, buy one, get one, discounts on beer, discounts on food, discounts on merchandise. And either some of them are, uh, some of those uh, deals are on-premise, some of them are off-premise. All the details are at greatamericanbeerfestival.com. But we've got 1,100 breweries offering discounts and deals to our passport holders. And what better way, right, to support these, you know, Listening to Sonia speak, you know, I mean, we're we're, we're obviously very closely aligned. Uh, what better way to support these small and in, small and independent Main Street businesses, uh, Main Street breweries, tap rooms, brew pubs, that you know they need a little love, right? They 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 need some business. Uh, we're heading in, we're heading into the we're heading into the cold months. Um, the outdoor dining, you know, we're not sure how much longer that's going to last. So this is a great way for your listeners. And for all beer lovers, you know, in Denver and in Colorado and across the country to support your local Main Street business. Mm. Lots to take in. We'll go backwards because that's fresh on my mind. So greatamericanbeerfestival.com is where you can get all information. It's a passport, right? It's a passport. Yeah. 20 you bucks. Buy pa- you buy a passport for 20 bucks. It's a virtual thing. It shows up on your phone. You bring it to the brewery. You show it to them and you get the deal. Okay, perfect. That that cleared up a question of mine. Also, I don't know the answer, but I'm just going to throw out just dumb questions because I'm a beer lover and I want the best experience. Can I, can beer be shipped to me from somewhere? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're working on that, though. We're working on that. Uh, you know, as we've talked about, I think, on this show before, wine does have the right to ship uh, intra and interstate, uh, 46 different states around the country. Uh, beer does not have the ability to do that yet, but that is a priority, a government affairs priority at both the state and federal le- level for the Brewers Association. But you can't get the beer shipped ship to you. In some states and in some municipalities, you will be able to have the beer delivered to you. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to be able to be shipped by a common carrier like UPS, FedEx, what have you. But in a lot of states right now, uh, delivery uh, is, is available, and so if a brewery can offer that, they will. So you won't. I, I won't be drinking Doghead this year, or 
you know, go down the line of my favorite nationals, but supporting local is going to be big this year. The 20 yeah, bucks. I mean, well, what does the 20 bucks get you, Bob, for with the passport? What does that do? Well, it gets you the deals that the breweries are offering. Got it. So you you are you are sure to more than make your money back. Uh, you know, if you get a buy one get one, right? I mean, sure. seven bucks. That's you make seven bucks right there. Discounts on food, discounts on merchandise. Yeah, you are more than uh, you you are more than going to make your money back if that's what's important to you. So you get that return on your twenty bucks. But and also at the same time, like I mentioned before, I think it's really important that all of us. And, you know, my message is right along the same lines as Sonia. We have to find a way to support small and independent local business uh, now uh, through this winter uh, and until we come out of the pandemic. Because uh, these businesses, these breweries, you know, they're part of the fabric of our community. Mm. I mean, they've helped make, you know, parts of, you know, the great city of Denver and cities all around the country what they are. And we've got to do everything we can to support these businesses so they make it out to the other side and we are you know we are rate laser focused and trying to find ways to do that for brew pubs and tap rooms especially working triple time from the brewers association bob pease joins us so i here's what i do i google great american beer festival i mean maybe you do this along with me google great american beer festival bob one thing that pops up and this i i don't like this the first thing that I see is canceled 2020 Great American Beer Festival. This is a Google thing. I, I don't know. This, this has nothing to do with what you guys are doing. Are you in front of your computer? Just Google Great American Beer Festival. I'm going to have to call. I'm going to have to call those folks at Google. And yeah. Well, say, I mean, say virtual or online. I mean, canceled. That's that's well, not. I know, what's, I know. I know some of my, my my colleagues are tuning in and I can feel them. I can feel them working feverishly right now to correct that. Well, I'm glad they are because we're going through <laughs> the user experience. And now I'm going to click on Great American Beer Festivals. OK, here's a map. Here's virtual festival lineup. This is all just very easy to walk you through for official 2020. Can you grab my screen, Jay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a mapping tool on there that helps you uh, find the breweries near you that are participating. And in Colorado, we've got uh, over 150 breweries participating, yeah. and I think it's 33 in the, in the city and county of Denver. Uh, yes, I see 31 from just what, and 900 breweries, 31 in Denver. You probably know the count better than I. I'm on here right this, now. Listen, I mean, kudos to you, your team. You've had to revamp a whole festival in a matter of six months to an online version. Uh, it looks like the webmasters have been working feverishly. Uh, mm. This is just a complete retooling. And I'll tell you what, you need to go immediately to greatamericanbeerfestival.com and see what this offering is because this is fantastic. A $20 passport with deals galore. Look at this. Yeah. If you're a beer lover, lover the, it, this is a no-brainer. You just do it right you now. Know, and, then, and then, Greg, and, and, and besides the deals that you're going to get, if you, you know, again, you know, that, that drives business to the, to the breweries, which is super important. But there's a whole educational component for passport holders. We're going to be on October, 6, October 16th and 17th, we're going to be offering uh, two nights of content, uh, which kick off, as I mentioned, with the results of the competition. But there's going to be nine 30-minute uh, sessions with some of uh, the beer luminaries from around the country, uh, you know, established rock stars, but also up-and-coming new stars. Uh, we're going to have profiles of breweries, individuals that 
run breweries that are transforming their communities. Uh, and then we're going to have a whole thing on beer and food pairing. Now, I'd love to, I, I, I didn't realize you had my good friend Kyle Mendenhall on, uh, on, on your show yesterday. If I, if I had known, if I had known I was going to have to follow Kyle, I would have, I would have probably, I would have taken a pass because he's a hard act. He's a, he's, those are some big shoes to fill. Isn't he something else? Well, let me, let me ask you this. Now that you said that, have you been out to dinner lately? Can we invite you to be our guest for Kyle Mendenhall's dinner? Oh, I would, I would be, what is the date? That's the 29th, right? Yes, sir. Uh, oh, I'm no. Ba- I'm going to be back east at my niece's wedding. Oh, you're killing me. Well, let me ask you this because I won't <laughs> stop there. You got more, more than would one you, niece. Would, you're all right. Would you pop in via Zoom during the dinner and say hello to Chef Mendenhall uh, while we're dining and eating? Would you do that? I think I'm, I am flying that day back from Baltimore. <laughs> Uh, can I, we? What, what, no, but let me, what, what, time, what time would it be? It'd, it'd be in the, yeah, it would be late at night there, Bob. I la- no, I land at 6.30. I'd fly back that day. Oh, you fly back that day. Yeah, well, why don't no. you come straight from the airport? So, my, my, can I bring my daughter? Can you please? I'd love that. We'll have a table of two waiting. It's a date. All right, done. Yeah, I've, I've, do, I've done. Uh, you know, I've been to uh, Alex's uh, some of Alex's dinners that he's done uh, at the Mercantile during the Great American Beer Festival. If it's anything like that, we've, we've... Kyle is a you know a well kept secret. Kyle is part of what we call our chef posse, uh, and he supports our executive chef Adam Dooley. Uh, he's a huge integral part of Paired at the Great American Beer Festival every year. And then Kyle travels with us back east uh, for the last 10 years when we've been putting on Savor, the American craft beer and food experience in D.C. So he's uh, he's uh, one of my favorite people in the community, you know, and love love what he's doing with Big Red F. Uh, we, uh, we are frequent visitors to all of the Big Red F establishments. Once you hear his laugh, it's over with. You just... You just fall in love with the guy. He's uber talented. Ah. He's just a heck of a guy. He's so forward thinking. And and Kyle Mendenhall. Yeah, you can get tickets to FallDinnerSeries.com. Bob Pease will be there with us. Uh, That's great. Looking forward to questions. How are they doing judging this year at GABF? Are judges still coming in? Are they they mailing bottles to judges? Uh, Dave Bergen. Nope. Uh, We brought, uh, we have 123 judges. most half of them, I would say, are Colorado-based. Uh, on a typical year, we have about 350 judges. So what we've done is have we have a smaller number of judges, you know, being COVID-conscious, uh, and then we've spread out the judging. We usually do it in a matter of three and a half days. Now we're doing it over the course of 17 days. So every day that the judging takes place, there's about 25 to 30 judges, uh, you know, gathering, uh, you know, massive uh, health and safety uh, efforts being led. They're actually being led by Adam Dooley on our team to make sure that we provide a safe and healthy environment for the judges. But the beers were all shipped into one of our warehouses. They've been received. They've been sorted. They've been organized. They've been temperature controlled, uh, stored, and the judging is taking place as we speak. I can't, I can't help myself, but I have to continue here. Uh, Daniel Ecker standing by. Daniel, be patient because I think I want to grab Chef Rebecca Weissman in her spot at 2.50, and then, Daniel, we'll grab you after uh, because it's National Cheeseburger Day. We're going to watch you bottle some uh, delicious spirits as we're talking beer right now with Bob Pease and, uh, in particular, the Great American Beer Festival. So as we speak, um, the, the judging is taking place. Is that what you said? 
Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I I have to verify that, meaning I I need to be in person. So, are you allowing <laughs> so, any media at all, Bob? No, None. No, no <laughs> media. Sorry, you guys. Not, not even so, for Greg, huh? Are you location, sure, Bob? The location, the location is a well kept secret. It's a bunker. <laughs> it's somewhere near you, in Bob's basement. Bob, you've got everybody in your basement, is what you're telling me. No, I wish. I wish a very uh, spacious, uh, well-appointed. How many days in a row did you say that that was taking place? I think it's 17. Actually, it started uh, this week. Unbelievable. So. Seven over the week. Days. Over the weekend, uh, it's a massive undertaking. And again, the the organization and sophistication of the competition. Uh, Nancy Johnson, Chris Swerzy, uh, their their respective teams, Adam, a uh, lot of moving parts. But, uh, yeah, we have taken – for years we've done the competition at a downtown hotel, and, and, and you know, at the Hyatt or at the Marriott, and now we've had to pivot and find a new way to do it. But, you know, we felt it was really, really important to provide that sense of normalcy and that celebration for the American craft beer community and, you know, the number of entries that – uh, we received uh, was right on par with what we received last year. So breweries clearly have an appetite to want to continue to participate in the competition. As an aside, um, postponed a year, National Western Stock Show. What's your reaction that. to that? Saw that. Um, really sad. Uh, not unexpected, I guess, given the uncertainty of you know what the immediate future is going to be for large gatherings. Um, you know, we are watching events like that and developments like that very closely because, you know, we do large gatherings as well. And uh, we do that industry uh, conference and trade show every year, Craft Brewers Conference and Brew Expo America. It brings 15,000 people to a different city each year. Next year in the spring, it's supposed to be in San Diego. Uh, but we are, you know, operating under, under parallel paths right now. We're assuming it's going to be virtual and not in person, uh, but we hold out hope still that it might be in person. But our, you know, our eyes are really on next fall, and you know, hoping that we can do a, a Great American Beer Festival in 2021 at the Colorado Convention Center in person. Well, that was going to be my next question, man. You jumped me on that one. Uh, are you looking forward to 2021 already, and what does that look like? I'll save you that question. We, there'll be plenty of time to catch up with that. What I do yeah. want to ask you here is uh, a lot of businesses, ancillary businesses around the convention center, just breweries in general, um, have you seen some creativity of pivot points around the Great American Beer Festival events that just that time of year? Are there any highlights that you can share with us that you're seeing out there? I think it's, I think it's still, still a little too early. I think uh, what we've seen right now is breweries focused on Oktoberfest. Um, that's what I've seen personally. Uh, but as we get closer uh, to the dates of the Great American Beer Festival, I think we, I think we might see more events uh, around that. You know, what I would say is, the innovation and adaptation of small and independent breweries during the pandemic so they can stay in business has been, you know, been nothing short of inspiring for me. Mm -hmm. uh, changing their business model, bringing it, you know, if a brew pub or tap room, maybe they brought in a, a, a canning line or they partnered with a mobile canning firm, they're getting their beers to the beer drinker that way. Uh, delivery to go, uh, all of those different things have really, you know, we haven't seen the number of closings uh, in the brewing community that I think the restaurant industry at large has seen so far, but 
it's touch and go, ma'am. It's touch and go, especially if you're a brew pub or a tap room. Uh, as you head into the cold weather months, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's basically an existential event that's going on right now for tap rooms and for brew pubs and uh, in, our, in our community here and communities around the country. And I do think that one, there will be better days. We will come out of the pandemic. And I do think that one positive possible byproduct will be a renewed awareness and focus and interest on the American consumer supporting small local business because they are the businesses that, you know, again, like those are the ties that bind. Those are the businesses that bring communities together. They're the businesses that employ your friends, your neighbors. Uh, And I think, you know, I I see every day new campaigns trying to draw awareness to supporting small and independent business. And uh, that's been our message for years. Mm. I love to hear the juice, man. I'm not going to lie. Bob Pease, last time I talked to you, it was, it was a little dark. It was You were making tough decisions along with your colleagues and uh, really just looking to what the future brings. I can tell that you've really you've dug in. You, you've, you've hunkered down. You. You've gotten to really where – and the clarity and thinking, and, I, I, and I'm right with you, lock, stock, and barrel. I truly believe every word you just said. Uh, back to the stream, how many entries this year compared to last year considering the increase of five to ten entries? Uh, we had 91, 9,119 entries uh, into the Great American Beer Festival. And last year we had 9,487. Mm. So almost uh, exactly the same. I want to leave it right there on a very positive note. And again, greatamericanbeerfestival.com. That's your one-stop shop, and it's that time of year. Um, stay connected. Stay connected to your local breweries. Stay connected to your brewers, the community and to the Brewers Association, doing the the great work. And from uh, Boulder, Colorado, Bob Pease, it's always a pleasure when you join us. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Jay. Be safe. Stay healthy. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Go Nuggets. Cheers. (laughs) Yeah, go Nuggets tonight. (laughs) (laughs) We got it, man. Laker killers. That's what we're going to be. That's Brewers Association, Bob Pease. And thank you to everybody else that's been patient. I wanted to uh, get that in. So, Jay, hopefully we can switch, swap those two on a Freaky Friday. Uh, we'll see what plays out, but uh, I want to come back with uh, Chef Rebecca Weissman uh, next and cook a cheeseburger. Is that uh, in the realm of possibility, Jay? I'm working on it. Uh, I mean, I can't say yes <laughs> We don't no. know what's I mean, going to happen, but we know it's a Freaky Friday, and we know it's Friday, September tw- 28th, 18th. If it was the 28th, we'd be doing the fall dinner series, my friend. Oh, the 18th. You know whose birthday it is? Is it yours? No, I don't know whose it is. Well, well, we can take a commercial. Is it really your birthday? <laughs> no, it's not my birthday. What, when is your birthday? My grandmother's was the 10th, but she's dead, so. Oh, my <laughs> I know. Can we just. Wow. I don't know. Why do you it's talk to me? It's a freaky Friday. Uh, <laughs> when we get back, I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll continue. In the meantime and in between time, fall dinner series and falldinnerseries.com. Hi guys, it's Rebecca Barry with Hot Schedules Powered by Four. With all of the recent COVID rules and regulations, you may feel like you have way too many cooks in the kitchen. Well, fortunately, Fourth is the leading hospitality provider and partner when it comes to onboarding HR, payroll tax, and compliance needs. So that way you can keep all of those cooks in the kitchen and let us manage all of your administrative needs. That way you can focus back on your business and your growth plans. Give me a call for an analysis on how we can put that ROI back into your business and take those administrative burdens off your hands because nobody likes handling taxes. 
That's Rebecca.Barry at Forth.com. Rebecca.Barry at Forth.com. And hey, you know what's cool, guys? Keeping your mask on so that way we can keep our doors open. Hey, Modern Eater fans. I'm Don Trobo with the Annex by Art at Mills. And I just wanted to give you a heads up about some of the great things we've got going on locally in the state. We're headquartered right here. And we're working with farmers in the San Luis Valley to bring you amazing Colorado quinoa. It's just like the South American stuff, but grown locally. We've got transitional wheat flour that's grown by farmers in Colorado and surrounding states who are in the process of, of turning their fields into organic. So we're taking that transitional wheat and turning it into flour, and now it's available for you to cook and bake with. And last but not least, we're now cleaning grain berries in Denver. So things like spelt or wheat berries uh, or pearl barley, those are things that we're now doing right here locally and are available to you. Can't wait to share it with you. Hey, Colorado restaurant and food service operators. This is Rich O'Brien along with Pearson Shields over here at Elevation Food Service Reps. And uh, we wanted to let you guys know that at the end of the month on the 23rd and 24th here at our global headquarters in Park Hill, Colorado, Denver, Colorado, uh, we're gonna be having our demo sale where you can buy great products gently used for an excellent price. And uh, we want to invite you over and, you know, chefs, I know you all know Pearson and uh, he can vouch that these are pretty good products. It's be a good price. No, absolutely. We, we used them, generally used them, and we're super excited. We're going to have some good food as well. Some well, that's you. Some chicken. I, yeah. I'll be cooking. Yeah, so. we got Pearson cooking. And hey, excited. guys, come over this way, too. And uh, don't mind the young woman right there. She's just kind of hanging out and hiding. But uh, we have all this equipment here that we're going to be doing our best to sell and get out of here. So uh, any questions, give us a call over here. Here at Elevation, 303-750-3727 or at elevationfs.com. And if you have any questions about the equipment, just get Pearson a holler. Thanks, guys. Hey there, barbecue all-star. This is your year. So what if you weren't drafted? The only draft you need to be worried about is actually spelled D-R-A-U-G-H-T. And it's adult for the word beer. It's barbecue season, baby. Now get out there and grill your ass off. Hey guys, it's Brian Rizzuto with Encore Energy, the guy who saves your businesses money on natural gas. I know these are crazy, crazy times right now. So while your business is working on increasing your sales, let me work on saving you guys money on your natural gas. I'll make it as easy as possible. Just provide 12 months worth of natural gas bills to me. I'll do the rest. I know you're really busy, so let me get to work for you. You can reach me at 720 Two four five five seven seven one. I look forward to hearing from you guys, and let me try to save you some money in these crazy times. Bye. Hi, Charlie from Brews Beers here, and I'd like to tell you about our brand new Abbey Four Pack, featuring the four main products of Abbey and Trappist breweries in Belgium. So there's the single, the double, the triple, and the quadruple. And let's talk about singles today. Singles or ankles are traditionally monks beers served at mealtimes and during the day. They're low in alcohol, three to five and a half percent, and they're often second runnings from uh, stronger beers like triples or quadruples. This one is 3.8% ABV, and it's made from the second runnings from our triple. So what they're known for is lightness and drinkability, their biscuity flavor with distinct hoppiness, and they're very refreshing. Great summer beers available at either brews location, 67th and Pecos, or at Colfax in York, and at fine liquor stores throughout the metro area. Pick up your Abbey 4-pack today and take home some Belgian-style badassery. 
Back to the show in just a second, you guys. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about something that's near and dear to my heart. And it's delicious next to my heart. It's bread. AspenBakingCompany.com. AspenBakingCompany.com. That's where you go. And when you get there, here's what you do. You shop for the most fresh, most delicious bread on planet Earth. Baguettes. Bear claws, lobster rolls, anything you want. You have a chef friend that has a restaurant, they don't have time to bake their bread? They don't need to bake their bread. AspenBaking.com does it for you. Whether you want to order direct, you want to order online, you want to do an Amazon Fresh uh, sort of thing, they'll, they do all of that. Cody Ann and Jeffrey over there, they've been, doing, uh, they've been doing it right. They've been doing it the best way since 1994. If you're on Instagram, you'd like to play around with hashtags, they have a great one. Uh, Greg, you know what it is? How's your Aspen? Hashtag, how's your Aspen? Uh, Back to the show, and Meridium Spirits is uh, here. And also, Greg, you you know who else is here? I do. Well, tell me so I can do this. Well, that's uh, Jason right there. We call him Snap. Hey. That's Snap. What's happening, brother? How are you? How's it going, guys? It's going good, man. Hey, Snap, turn your phone sideways. See if it'll open that uh, panoramic view so we can get a good shot of this cheeseburger. Look at that. It's cooking, too. Oh, this is fantastic. Oh, there, hey, Chef, what's happening, there Chef? She is, All there. right, Fall Dinner, fall dinner Series, FallDinnerSeries.com. The whole lineup there. We'll go over it once again. She's our feature chef. It's on a Friday, uh, Friday, October 2nd. And Chef Rebecca Weissman. Grand finale, Chef Rebecca. <laughs> I know. Grand finale. Grand finale. I'm hearing good things about cheeseburgers and Hell's Kitchen and New York and Chef Weissman and the whole thing. What do we, first of all, can you tell us about this award-winning burger? Craig Jones told me a little bit, but uh, I wanted to hear from you. Well, we use um, really good Aristotle's meat and um, some local tomatoes. We make hellish pickled red onions, a really good New York uh, aged white cheddar, and then our sauce is a chimichurri aioli that's pretty spicy. Now, that's just, are you selling a lot of, I'm sure you sell a lot of cheeseburgers every day, but today being National Cheeseburger Day, are you getting a run on cheeseburger, Chef? Well, we just opened for happy hour, so I'm excited to see what happens. We open at 3 o'clock. I hope, I hope you got your uh, ground beef um, shipment. We made a lot. We made some extra today. <laughs> Perfect. Extra ground beef today. Extra burgers. City, extra city bakery roll right there. Yeah, yeah, we make our own. We get in the ground beef. We make our own burgers. We don't buy free patties. All right. Set, set the stage. We're going to send it away over to you. It looks like this patty's about to be ready. We'll watch you assemble it. But just talk us through uh, your inspiration and how you build a burger, Chef. Is, is there, uh, you, you know, do you do pickle, then lettuce? Uh, what's your order? What do you get done? How do you do it? And why do you do it? We do um, homemade pickled red onions that gives it that nice kind of pickled flavor. Um, it goes really well with the chimichurri sauce, so that's why we chose that. I like good lettuce. Um, we use a really awesome city bakery potato roll for our bread. And we toast it in butter on our uh, flat top. Butter and makes everything better. We use um, a wood-fired grill, actually, so the wood flavor makes the burger taste mm-hmm. Yeah, look at the setup there. Snap, set the stage. Tell everybody where you're at. You're in the belly of the beast right now. Give us the lowdown, would you? We're, 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 we're right on the line here at Logan Street uh, Restaurant, 407, adjacent to Carboy, across from Trader Joe's. We got the crew over here. What's up, crew? 
getting ready to rock out service. They open at three o'clock, so uh, so this is the first burger of the day, and I think it's gonna. I'm gonna have to test it out. What do you guys think? I, if you don't, we're gonna be mad. We're, I'm just gonna say that we've got to see the deliciousness. I want to see the biggest bite possible. Uh, we gotta go. We gotta go medium rare. Gotta do it. Look at that bun. Mm. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The sauce makes it too. The, the sauce is special, and the pickle red onions. Those are my favorite components of it. You know, just adds a little, a little zest and a little zing. I'm a burger guy. You know, I, I don't know if you guys know that, but I was in the Burger of the Month Club with a with a few other heavyweights <laughs> in uh, in town here. Um, and uh, and hers is uh, probably probably top ten. Gun to my head, top ten uh, burgers in town. And how do you evaluate your burger? Uh, you know, it's like anything. For me, I'm a, I'm a bartender, so it all comes down to balance. You know, you got to have a balance of great ingredients and flavors that all work well together. You know, and you can't you can't skimp on everything. Uh, you know, the, the bun has to be toasted. You can't just throw up a bun. You know, the burger actually has to come out the way that you order it. You know, if, you, if you're a, a medium well person, it's got to come out medium well. And then it's all just—it's all the devil is in the details, you know. The components all have to be there, and it has to has to be balanced. And look at the, the fries just came out. Let's check out the fries. <laughs> Our fries are seasoned with Aleppo pepper and sitar and sea salt. So it's like sesame, a little pokey spice, and then you get that heat from the Aleppo pepper. Ooh, so good. I hope everybody in Denver goes to get a burger from you guys tonight. That would be cool. Um, I does not hope that, but I. <laughs> <laughs> How about gimmicky burger? Is there such thing as a gimmicky burger? You know, you're going to put the peanut butter and jelly or the egg on there or just what under pop rocks. You know, who knows what someone will do, but gimmicky burger. Should a burger just be straightforward? Yeah, I mean, burgers, it's, it's, you know, think about ramen. You know, ramen started with one style and now there's hundreds of different styles of ramen. So why do you got to, you, you don't have to limit it. You know, I think that there's a place for gimmicky, but there's definitely uh you know, there's definitely a, a, you have to be rooted in the foundations of what a burger really is. You know, like you talked about that balance and that, uh, just the flavors and the components, you know, but gimmicky for sure. But make sure you got a, a great burger to begin with before you try to delve into the gimmicks. Yeah, that's right. All right. Here it is. Chef Rebecca, I think that's probably right there to being done, isn't it? She's melting that cheese. Oh, yeah. She's getting the cheese. Oh, yeah. uh, the little uh, saute pan oh, trick yeah. there. And I noticed that, Chef, you did not take that spatula and squish down on that burger. You didn't get I, it. I, I did a little. I like to get a little she's got a, she's got a very She's got a very gentle touch. Uh-huh. You know, so she's not losing any moisture. It just comes down to getting those. When you're when you're as good a chef as she is, you have that technique. Most chefs, I wouldn't recommend pressing down because you're going to lose juice. But she's she's uh, she's well versed in, in practice and in, in making sure she has a ginger touch. Now, see if chef can she flip that burger on the spatula one <laughs> one one revolution around. Oh, okay, we'll just put it no, there. Not right. with the cheese. We're already cheesed up <laughs> yeah, and ready to go. Cheesed up and ready. All right, this is what, I mean, you can get this burger. You go down there to Logan Street. This is the burger that's on the menu, and uh, take a look. Voila. That's lights out. Oh, what's wrong? Wow. Gosh. Got a little little elevation ketchup we're going to dunk the fries in and and, uh, 
make it make it even better. All right, where are you going to go destroy this thing, Jason? Uh, before you go destroy it, let's get Chef Rebecca here. One second, Chef. Your dinner, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be sold out here quick, falldinnerseries.com. You've got great people teamed up with you. The brewery is who, Jay? Uh, the brewery is uh, uh, oh for uh, Whitesmith. She's the the last. Is one. it Odell uh, or is it no? Yeah, Odell. Is it Odell? <coughs> yeah. Okay, and then Breckenridge Distillery. Yeah, it's either Odell or Ratio. Yeah, I think it's. I think she's yeah, I Odell. Yeah, it's Odell and um, Breckenridge Brewery for the last one. We're Breckin- really excited. All the chefs the whole week are super awesome and different. I've gotten to see all the menus; they all look amazing. So any day that people pick is going to be really, really awesome. But that last day, Friday night, I mean, everybody wants to go out on a Friday night, right? And come see us. Yay, home yeah. team. Yeah, and you'll will you be there? Is it going to be hard for you to stay away all week long? You're just that helpful person that wants to be there for everybody. You've got a lot of friends. I'm going to be there and see what all the chefs. I just want to see what they're doing and hang out and have fun. I'm really think, looking forward to it. I think that's part of the fun, right? The, re- the reason you have other chefs in your building is so you can kind of, you know, hang out and, and uh you don't get to do that very often in this industry you know, everybody's usually working on a friday night so it'll be it'll be fun throughout the week to get to spend time with the other chefs and it, chef rebecca and chef scott collaborating together is always something special so uh the fact that they're going to spend time together will be you know awesome yeah we're doing each other's dinners together that's so be- cool uh you guys are hosting us at logan street and it's going to be quite the week it's just going to be a great time. And you're, by Friday, everything should be just smooth as silk, though, Chef. So I want you out there hovering like Yoda, just over the grill. I can't wait either. Thanks for hosting us. It's going to be a wonderful time. And again, uh, grab tickets to every single dinner. But make sure you see us there on Friday night to close out the dinner series with Chef Rebecca Weissman. Thanks for cooking us a burger today. Yeah, National Cheeseburger Day. All right, Snap, let's go destroy this thing. All right, let's check it out. Let's get a knife. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna cut into this thing first, so you guys can check it out. You have to. Now, there's a couple methods. People do it each way, but I don't trust them. If someone just picks up a burger and doesn't cut it in half and eat, I go, okay, you better finish that whole burger because <laughs> I no, never, I never no mongol you never do I never you cut better my eat the whole damn burger then because if you're a mongoloid if I, if I was doing this on my own I would I would just eat the whole damn burger but we need to we need to check it out you know you guys got got to see it <laughs> okay go somewhere the, uh, the video is not too bright All right, snap you're at a table and hey you can do seating of 10 now snap did you know that no i know we're excited about that cuz we get people coming in all the time and they're like i got 9 yeah let's do 10 all right, Mass comes out. He's set up. B- burger connoisseur, Jason, joins this us. Bad boy first. We gotta put the. We gotta put all the accoutrements on. Why is this just so exciting for me to watch? Mm-hmm. I'm starving. Snap eat a burger. I'm starving. Okay, so you're building it yourself. Now, do you do? Do you do? To- We're gonna get our sauce. Okay. Yeah, sauce first. That's right. Sauce first. Well, yeah. I mean, on the burger, so you. No, keep- see, I put sauce on the bread. Ah, yeah, you don't want your sauce. It'll sog no, it up a little bit. I don't want the cheese and the sauce yeah, touching, man. Well, that's I mean, just it. you know, you do it wrong, All but right. that's okay. Is there onion around in there? Oh, yeah. It's right yeah. Oh, that, well, that pickled red onion's pickled, right in there. Pickled, oh. Pickled oh. And you're going to cut it, right? Yeah, you sure are, you naughty boy, you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to see this, I'm sure, right? Yes, we do. Oh, show it right. Uh, oh, look at that. Oh, money shot. 
That's filthy right there. Squeeze it. Put it right back up there and squeeze it again. Squeeze it. It's gonna it's gonna leak all over. I know it is. That's okay. Oh yeah. Now get it. Go get it. Mm. See, you know. My second lunch. Is it really your second lunch? Oh boy. That's a good stuff. What do you think? Top notch. So juicy. That 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 subtle hand with the with the uh Mm. You got it now. We're not turning it off until it's done. Yeah, yeah. Eat that whole thing, man. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, <laughs> got throw the some fries. fries. Going. Yeah. yeah, notice no water at all, you know. Where's your water? No napkin. <laughs> no napkin. Gosh, I, you know, if there was, uh, you know. All I, I have to say is you can be snapped, too. It's National Cheeseburger Day. Go eat your cheeseburger. My I don't man. know. You can go do it anyway. There's a lot of great cheeseburgers around, but he right there. Just showed it to you. You know what you're going to get. You know Anybody coming in to order a cheeseburger that saw this video, if you mentioned that uh, you watched it, um, we'll, get you a, we'll get you a free glass of carboy wine from next door. Ooh, look at that. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Okay, so cheeseburger day and, free, and, and day. free glass of wine. All right, just want to say this now. Happy National Cheeseburger Day. It's a gift um, from Snap. Jason's giving us a free glass of carboy wine. If you go down... <laughs> And you mentioned that you saw this on the Modern Eater show today, National Cheeseburger Day. Buy yourself a cheeseburger, and you get yourself a free bottle of wine. Then say hi. Glass. Not a oh, bottle. Oh, bottle. Dang. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I got him real quick, Snap. You know? Yeah, we'll edit that out. You're going to get yeah. <laughs> Snap, hold you're, on. Yeah. You want a case of carboy wine? No problem. That's right. You know what I mean? Hey, the Modern Eater guys cut us a blank check. Come yeah, on down. Yeah. yeah. Hey, how about, a, how about four cheeseburgers, a table of four, you get a bottle of wine? <laughs> I'm going to let you guys go. I'm going to go destroy the rest of the burger bus. See you, dude. Thank you so much. Happy National Cheeseburger Day. We'll talk to you guys soon. Absolutely. That's good stuff. Later. All right. Uh, cheeseburgers, beer, wine, now spirits. Spirits. All right. It is. Let's Daniel, go. let's go straight to Daniel. There he is. There he is. Mr. Patience. Thank you, We sir. love you. How are you? Good to see your face. Well, wonderful. Can you hear me? Yeah, man. Uh, what do you think? Sweet. Are you a Nuggets fan? No, of course I'm not. Look at my shirt. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> Daniel, are you a Nuggets fan? Can I ask you again? Uh, no. You know what's interesting though is if the uh, if the Minneapolis Lakers had not moved to Los Angeles in the, in 1960, oh my god, uh, it would be Denver versus Minneapolis or Minneapolis tonight. So, oh, so you still wouldn't be a Nuggets fan. No, nah, I mean honestly, I've lived in Colorado longer than I lived in Minnesota, so I ought to I ought to start liking some of the no- local sports, right? Yeah. Do you like basketball? Well, I love basketball. All right, good. Um, tonight, Nuggets seven point underdogs. You think they'll cover, or you think it's going to? Who are they playing? The Lakers. Oh, I missed that part. It's in LA, isn't it? Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, like it matters, right? No, no, it's in Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> it's in Orlando, Daniel. It is. Uh, but no there is. There kind of is. They play. You know, they they do defense or whatever, and then they they give you the little God. emblem on the court. I never really thought about it, but the gambling world just must be in a weird place. And Colorado is now legalized gambling. I've got some action on tonight's game. I took nuggets in the points. But a weird place in the sense of like, you know, normally, like he said, is it in L.A.? Because that factors in, right? Uh So then now it's like, well, is or isn't there's 12 people there, so so that home court goes away. Or seemingly. Yeah. You know, seemingly. Anyway. Hey, uh, Greg. Yes, sir. Did the uh, did the Nuggets organization let you get a cardboard cutout of yourself to put it in the uh, in the 
stadium down there in Orlando? No, dude, but I would. I totally would. <laughs> I would love that. Of course you would. How about one of you just bottling booze the whole time? That would be cool. Okay. Yeah, today, you know, it's funny. <laughs> I was telling Jay we were going to bottle some barrel-aged gin, but I'm, I'm doing all these. Uh, here, let me switch the camera around. Yeah. I'm doing all these 50 milliliter bottles today, so it's super boring. Well, tell people who um, you are and where you're at, Daniel. Uh, Meridium Spirits. We make Coop Vodka and Gin. Uh, let's see. We are in Elizabeth, Colorado. Uh, sold in stores all over the metro area. And uh, that's our spiel. It's good stuff, too, man. I'll tell you what. We keep it around. Where's my bottle? Our, you know, remember, Daniel, when I said, hey, I need a bottle of gin and a bottle of vodka. Uh, can, wait, can we have a couple of bottles of vodka? For, um, <laughs> for the show. So I said keeps- I need it. And then all of a sudden, you know, and so I have this uh, the bottle of gin uh, right here that, um, you know, that has uh, stayed. But the bottle of vodka has disappeared, and Greg won't cop to it. Huh, but I, I wonder think, if he gave it to his mom. But I think it was great. <laughs> I should. Uh, she'd like one. So yeah, uh, it, it goes quick. Gin and vodka. And uh, when I see when I see you guys in a couple of weeks, I'll bring some. Uh, I'll bring some extra stuff down. I know, man. Here it is. You're paired up with us. Fall dinner series. First of all, what'd you think of summer dinner series? I loved it. I had a great time. Did you have a good time? Okay, we're gonna try. And that was our first year. That was our first time doing it. Oh, great. Uh, well, this is the first year of the fall dinner series, and you're gonna join us along with the lovely Alex. And yep. uh, you're teamed up with Chef Kyle Mendenhall. I don't know how much of the stream you're watching today, but uh, Bob Peace from the Brewers Association, you heard how many great things he had to say about him. But Yeah, I actually just, I actually just turned on during the Brewers Association uh, conversation. So Oh, nice. So you'll be there, and you're going to bring some cocktails. If you thought up what cocktails uh, you're going to bring, I love what you do. You do a very simple spin, and it kind of reminds me of um, some simple – um, you know, how, how would I put this pre pre 21 drinks, like making, <laughs> making, right, right. making your house kind of there's no reason to make it difficult. You got to keep it simple. That's right. What are you, um, what are you dreaming? Is it going to be Dr. Pepper and vodka or something like that, man? I mean, there's going to be something. I don't know. I mean, so last time we were teamed up with Tommy knocker at your summer dinner series. And then apparently we're teamed up with Tommy knocker again. Whoa. So mm-hmm. last time we did a beer, what was that? Um, it was Tommy Knocker's IPA with our gin, and that was pretty cool. So, like a beer cocktail. And now, I don't know, we're going to try to do something with their root beer. I haven't picked any up yet, so I got to stop by a store and grab some. But um, sorry, Jay, I was supposed to get you those recipes, and I haven't made them yet. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, as long as you no know rush. that and um, can expedite it, you know, I'll, I'll survive. But yeah, we want to get yeah. them on our material as soon as possible. We'll work on some simple stuff. I mean, I like everything that Tommy Knocker does, and if we can do another beer cocktail, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, let me know. They're big fans of yours, too, when I was putting it together with uh, our good buddy Steve. So if there's something that, that they have that you want to mix with it again, you know, let me know ASAP so I can reach out to him. Will do, will do. Cool, cool. I, I can't wait to see what you come up with, really. I enjoyed thoroughly what your cocktails were last time. I think you were paired up as well. Um, with deviation, Where, wasn't yep. it? Deviation so, so was yeah, it's one. just all you guys. It's you know just a one punch. Yeah. So now, an interesting thing to note is that Alex and I are not necessarily, uh, I don't know how to say this, mixologists, bartenders, if you will. Um, we just make the booze and sell it. So what we do is we call our brother Greg, who lives out in Portland, and he is a bartender. So he kind of gives us all these old. Uh, you know, old recipes that he's come up that he's come across by studying old bartending books, and we kind of tweak them 
and then you, you guys get to drink them. So it's kind of, it's pretty fun. I mean, there's a whole family owned business and a family atmosphere around here. So All right, text Jay's phone numbers. Let's see if he answers a zoom call right now. Oh, who Greg? Yeah. I don't have his phone number. Alex does. You don't have your, where's, where's Greg's Alex phone? It's okay. It's okay. Alex is back in Denver right now. Breaking our heart. What are you going to show us brother? Well, I'm not. I'm only bottling these little airplane bottles today, so it's kind of boring. <laughs> I told here. Jay, I was like, "Dude, he's not going to do anything." I know. I well, I said he's not. going He said, "Yeah, he is. He's going to buy." I said, "No, he's not. He's not going to do." I mean, I it. can show. I can show here, us hold around. On. Hold on, Greg. Show us something cool, man. Greg, don't get your panties in a bunch. Hold on. <laughs> I think Jeez. my exact words were. I said. Uh, I said. I think show us anything. You know that okay, somebody. Okay. Here you go. Uh, yeah. Here's, See, that's awesome. Here's a, Here's an airplane bottle being bottled. Ready? Here you go. Oh, hold on. <laughs> wow. It takes two seconds. It's, what was that? Was it's cool. Two seconds. It's so boring. Is that hand sanitizer? No, this is vodka. That that, that is vodka. It's so funny you call yeah. them airline bottles when you can't even bring them on airlines anymore. anymore. You can't. I know. <laughs> it just so yeah. We just uh, we when we uh, make stuff in our little mash tun over there, and then our fermenters are right here. Uh, we run it through our still which is, of course, here, and a lot of people have seen that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we put them in these stainless steel drums once it comes out of the still. And then they they sit there until we're ready to bottle, and then we put them in these totes here, and we mix them up in the tote. You can see I did – I got 200, almost 200 gallons here uh, that I'm going to try to put in 50-milliliter bottles. So when I say it's boring, it's pretty boring. I mean, it's – Hey, should you be trusted with all this equipment back here? <laughs> huh? Do you know about how yeah. to work this? Uh, I mean, yeah. I'd love to just hear – I want to just put – Put Jay in there for one month and close the door, and let's see if he I, could figure anything out. Would you be able to, Jay? I, I wouldn't be able to. Well, no, I mean, I would I would die inside of there because I couldn't <laughs> Would fig- you start drinking? I wouldn't know how to turn it on, and that 200 <laughs> gallons, we'll see how long that lasts. Oh, man. How'd you get your experience well, doing this, Daniel? Oh, I'm self-taught. YouTube? Uh, YouTube and a bunch of uh, distillation books. I love it. You know, when we when we uh, figured that we were going to do this and actually have a distillery, we had a good like nine month lead time before the equipment showed up. You know, the stills and the mash tun and the fermenters. So I had a lot of time to sit around and read and learn and try to figure it out. And we also I don't maybe you guys haven't seen this. We have a little still here. And so I kind of learned on this thing here. I'll show you. This is our little <laughs> our little 10 gallon still. Oh, that's so cute. And it's kind of in, it's kind of in pieces right now because I just cleaned it. Um, but this is what we experiment on. So you just, you know, you make about six to eight gallons worth of, say, a barley mash or a corn mash or a rye mash. And then you throw it in there. And, you know, a couple hours later, you got maybe two, three liters of distillate. Here's, this is what this is the final product right here. Look at that. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But then once, you know, once we figure it out on the little still, we put it up into the, into the big still. So, you know, you just kind of change the recipe so that you can fill up that thing. And that's that's how we do it. Uh, it's amazing, man. I mean, literally. I would, just... I would actually trust Jay down here. If, he, you know, if Jay wants to learn how to do it, we can teach him. Would you want to do that, Jay? Uh, not for free. I mean, um, <laughs> you want to pay him? I don't, I don't have learn. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, if I was in the oh, in you don't the, have in the market for a job. I, I don't have time to go down there and mess around. Some people just want to learn just as a hobby, though. I'd like to. I'd like to learn as a hobby. Go ahead. I mean, I know a little bit, not much though. It's you, a tough thing to do. You got an open but it door. Just, it fascinates me from you know the it, it, 
from the beginning of time of man, right? Just man's desire for a head change. Yeah. And wanting some hooch. You know, yeah. let's, yeah. let's and, and just to to the process now to where you see all these intricates and tricks well, it's and still, it's still it's still a head change, right? Which is which is I mean, I don't know. I don't think there's many people are after a head change when yeah. you're drinking quality stuff, but it makes the head change that much better when you when you drink something that is craft and that yeah. was put time in and love and and all yeah. that versus, you know, the garbage. How was sure. your first stuff that you ever did? Your first spirits was it junk? Oh, terrible. Absolute gar- absolute garbage. That's it. Did people say, "Oh yeah, that's you know," or are they just waiting for the buzz to kick in so it didn't even? Oh matter? no, we didn't. We didn't really share it with anybody other than our friends and family, and it was pretty much undrinkable. Um, <laughs> well, we have sk- a bottle of it down. We have a bottle of it down here. It was, it was White Dog, so it was unaged whiskey. The the scary part is is that you know there are companies producing that quality of spirits and selling it you buy the case. I worked at a place, Daniel. You may love this or hate. It. I worked at a place to where our well stuff and, and traditionally, if you don't know this, when you go into any sports bar in the world, the well is just the cheapest yeah. possible stuff they can get. You're yeah, looking at like in between two and three dollars a bottle of whatever. Yeah. And I worked at a place to where our well tequila. Okay, it came in a liter bottle, but it was a plastic bottle, right? And literally mm-hmm. said on the label, it said tequila flavored alcohol. Oh my god! <laughs> and it was like Montezuma. Is that the brand Montezuma? It, it may. I'm not saying it was or it wasn't. Yeah, plausible deniability, but it could have been. Yeah, and uh, I was just like, okay. And I mean, I didn't care. You know, I'm just that bartender. But mm, tequila flavored. <laughs> yeah, no. it's, one, it's like you sell one shot, and yeah. it's like and paid for the bottle and a half, you know, out of that thing. Technically, this was downtown, you know, so it was a five dollar drink for an ounce and a quarter, and the bottle itself cost like two dollars and eighty nine cents. All right, Rebecca Barry on the stream, she says, "Woo, I live four blocks from there." Talking about Logan Street. Hey, Jason, Greg said a bottle. No, it's a glass, a glass of wine. Hey, Jay, after the show, would you take that clip of him saying, if you come down and get a cheeseburger, you get a glass of wine, throw that up on the Internet? Let's have some people take him up on that. You like a cheeseburger, Daniel? Let's let's see if we can't piss him off, you know? I didn't even know it was National Cheeseburger Day. I mean, you have to have a burger tonight, right? Well, I'm making ribs tonight, actually. Dude. Sorry, man. Barbecued ribs. It's on the menu. (laughs) <laughs> he just looks so like, yeah, that's it, man. No, Daniel, burgers, that's it. Change what, <laughs> what can we do? Unapologetic. That's right. I don't know if many people know this, but uh, Daniel is a, a great snowboarding enthusiast. And I don't know, how many snowboards do you own, Daniel? Oh, maybe, well, I don't know. I, like my personal collection or yeah. what the company? No, nah, personal. And then we'll get to your company. Uh, personal, I probably have 240 snowboards. Yep. Yep. Uh, I mean, <laughs> two feet. Clearly, dude. you realize how ridiculous that is. He kind of wants is, to make a know? museum. No, they're all collector's items. Well, most of them are. God, I got a whole thing about collector's items. Um, but that's good. That's good. Yeah, it's impressive. And then you, um, I don't know, is, that, is it your main hustle, side hustle, but snowboarding company? Yeah, no, we have a snowboard company. It's called Affinity Snowboards. And uh, no, it's it's not really a side hustle or a main hustle. It's just another thing that we do. So um, the boards are made primarily here in Colorado. We have our own factory. I can't tell you where that is because it's a secret. <laughs> Everything's um, a secret today. You guys know where it is, though. I think I told you. Mm. Um, so I'm up there a couple days a week, and then I'm down here at the distillery five days a week. Uh pretty much don't ever have days off but you know what it's not a bad life and i'm pretty stoked on it and we're doing pretty good so you know 
I mean, that's that's the way to look yeah. at it. Oh, mm-hmm. and just as an aside, Jay, I'm bringing back Trash Man and Sheikah Cherry Creek. We're coming oh, back. Oh, Sheikah Cherry Creek. There yeah. you go. That's from the modern dating show, isn't it? Yeah, man. I'm going to do it again. God, I hate it when people oh, know your old stuff. You know? Don't feed his ego, Yeah, Daniel. man. That's good oh, stuff. Oh, boy. And... <laughs> Get ready, the trash man, dude. Uh, we'll see you in about I don't know what eight, nine days. Yeah, nine days, something like that. It took no, no more ten days. We'll see you in ten days, and uh, looking forward to it. You can meet Daniel. You can meet uh, his better half, Alex. I'm surprised that um, you're not going to come to every single dinner, Daniel. Uh, I, you know, I'd love to if I had the time, but uh, <laughs> I definitely don't have the time. Uh, so Daniel's giving away a snowboard. At the dinner, <laughs> well, no, I was going to talk. I was going to talk him into maybe a bottle of a bottle of hooch. I think he might go for. How about but... some bottles, some airplane bottles? We can, we can give away some bottles. We can work something out on giving away snowboards. But you know, like it's probably say modern eater not modern eater on it. And oh my god, dude! I would. I got to do all the graphics for it, and then I got to go build it. So I, like, I can't promise giving one away in a week and a half. But well, you know, if you guys want to work on that, we can do it. I it's think no we, I think we work on on getting exactly what you said, build, and then I think that we do some kind of raffle and give the money to charity. I would love that. That would be awesome. Why don't we do that? That would be sick. Right. A TME snowboard. TME snowboard. Do you have? Do you, you make Meridium snowboards? No, we With don't. Meridiums, so you know, branding and th- stuff. That's an interesting question, Greg, because like you know my retail background, right? In in the liquor industry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there'd always be like a Newcastle snowboard or a Labatt snowboard. Mm-hmm. And like we've been approached to do beer boards and we've just refused to do it because we don't want to. You know, we, we're a very small snowboard company and we just kind of pick and choose what we want to do. Um, and so as far as making a Meridian snowboard, like our company's our distillery is pretty small, too. So I don't know where I'd even put it. Yeah, like, there's maybe at some point. But right now, I just don't think it's I don't think it's worth it right now. No, I get it. What, do you make custom boards for other people? This has turned into a snowboard yeah. uh, topic. Oh, yeah. But do you make custom boards for other folks? Say, you know, a dispensary wants you to put weed leaves all over a board. and Nope, not going to happen. No. We, we will do custom snowboards for, like, friends and family. Um, but we don't. We're mainly a prototyping facility. So what we do is we do all the prototypes for our own company, Affinity Snowboards. And then we do prototypes for other snowboard companies in the industry Right now, we're working with three companies that aren't ours, and we do all their prototyping, and then they take those, and then they send, you know, if the design works or whatnot, then they send it out to a different factory. Because our factory is not really set up to do, like, big production runs. It's really only set up to do maybe a 1,000 snowboards a year. That's big time, though, to be able to do, um, you know, prototypes for other companies. Are those usually just startups of companies, or is it... You know, the big boys like Burton or... No, one of our customers has been in business for almost 10 years. And we just got another customer last week. They've been doing for about five years. And you know I can't, of course, tell you who these companies are. But I know. it is an honor. I'm it's a kidding. total honor to have somebody call you up who, you know, let's say it's a company that you've admired over the years. And they're like, hey, will you build our snowboards for us? Like, that's a huge honor. So Totally. Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah, never summer. No, I don't do anything. I, I love Never Summer. Shout out to, my, to Mike Gagliardi. Like, I, I love that company, but no, they, they have their own stuff. We're not worried about them. Yeah, Venture. Uh, Venture has their own factory, so they wouldn't need us to do that. We primarily work for like work with companies that don't have a factory because mm-hmm. having a factory is really expensive. Yeah. Okay. So, 
Let me so, let yeah, me ask bad. you as we're talking about you know snowboards, why the hell not? And don't forget about Meridium Spirits and their delicious uh, spirits. But what's a snowboard made out of? Uh, primarily, the middle of the snowboard is made of wood, although some companies use different materials. <laughs> what kind of wood? Um, then uh, generally, aspen and poplar. Okay. Um, and then there's fiberglass that wraps around that core uh, to strengthen it, and then there's plastic on the base and the top sheet. Uh, to hold to, you know, slide down the hill not only, but also to have the graphics as well. They've come a long ways, man. Mine was basically just a an old park bench with a plastic bag wrapped around it and head on down. You don't still have that, do you? <laughs> I had. We can get him another one in twenty minutes. <laughs> I had some good stuff. How about skateboards, man? You like skating? Uh, I stopped skateboarding when I turned thirty, so about two years ago. And, uh, yeah, no, I don't skateboard anymore. Was that a shot that skateboarding's for kids? Because Tony Hawk would kick your ass right now, man. <laughs> no, no, it's because my, I actually have really bad knees from skateboarding and snowboarding, and I wanted to make sure that I could snowboard into my golden years. So I just decided to stop skateboarding. I kept hurting myself. I told you the story when I was all stoked. I knew I was getting a skateboard one year, and my mom, I wanted it from short. It was from Target, man. What was that yeah. thing called? Oh, my God. It broke my heart. And I was such a little because it ratty a punk kid that I actually put my nose up to that thing. I oh, should have sure jumped up on it and thrown it out and went down the street with it just with a smile on nah, my face. Nah, that's not with hair like yours you had back then. I wanted a vision. You couldn't be seen, I wanted you couldn't a, be, you couldn't be seen on a crappy snowboard or I, a skateboard. I wanted a vision gator so damn bad I could taste it. That God, was it. I, could, I have a terrible story about the Vision Gator. My brother bought one the same day he got hit by a car. That's the last memory. I, I know. Today I'm weird with those <laughs> things. But he bought a Vision Gator. We went down on our bikes, and he, he, couldn't, he couldn't afford the wheels and the shucks and the struts or whatever they call that yeah. stuff, so he could only get the deck, right? But he was so, so excited to have this Vision Gator uh, skateboard, and then he got hit by a car. And was in a car. Yeah, no big deal. So what else is going on? <laughs> on that note, <laughs> thank you, Daniel. I don't, I don't know if I can top that. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> hey, listen, man, he's much better. He's fine now. Everything's great. He came out of Good. it better than before. It was That's like a weird <laughs> came blessing. Out of it better than I swear to God. Yeah, he just doesn't skateboard anymore. Well, no, no, he didn't skateboard. Hey, Daniel, yet. those airplane bottles, man, can I have about 150 of those things? <laughs> can you have them? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll bring you some samples when I see you in a couple of weeks, but uh, 150, that might, that's going to cut that a lot. Line, man. Oh, that's man. a lot. How much do those little babies retail for? Uh, these will probably be on the, I mean, it's really up to the retailer, but it'll probably be around $1.49, maybe $1.79 a bottle. What's it wholesale for? Can't tell you that. Really? It's usually yeah. half of it. Half yeah, of I mean, it. It's up to the retailer, really. I don't know. Oh, really? You'd think that you'd want it consistent across the board. I say you take that thing, you wrap a piece of uh, tape around it with a single cigarette, <laughs> you sell, you know, two bucks even, and you got you got a deal. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, we can't we can't sell anything out of our distillery. We don't have a permit to do that. So, like everything has to go to a retail store, and I bet the TTB wouldn't like a cigarette wrapped around a shooter. That yeah, hey, man, it's the Lucy <laughs> special. I ain't know, telling yeah. anybody, man. Yeah, that's right. You're gonna, be on, you're gonna be on Kyle Clark for that. <laughs> that's okay. I like Clark. Kyle Clark. Uh, okay, dude, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Uh, love what you're doing. Say hello to Alex for us. Uh, thanks, Will do. For, thanks for uh, teaming up with us at the Modern Eater. Uh, let me know about that TME. No, that's a good idea, I think. Don't you think? 
It's a good idea. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, let's right. let's move on that. We'll get let's brainstorm on some graphics for that, Daniel. All right, we'll do that. All we'll right. do that. Daniel Lecker, Meridian Spirits. That's a good one. What a show. We can't really do much more than that, Jay. You want to tell us a very depressing story before we get out of here? <laughs> I I don't. I mean, it just. But it's the Vision Gator. It's like it's such a just strong memory when it's you say Vision mind. Gator that I you know I had to let it out. Falldinnerseries.com. Falldinnerseries.com. Balldinnerseries.com. Get my computer, Jay. Here it is. Get your tickets now. Selling out. I'm surprised that there's even one ticket left to Chef Alex Seidel. I'm going to check, but I think there's only like a handful. Um, Chef Corey Baker selling like wildfire. Chef Kyle Mendenhall. Get them while they're good. Chef Alex Seidel. Chef Scott Hiberneth. Uh, Chef Rebecca Weissman. And uh, that's it. The summer, or the summer Dinner Series is over. Fall Dinner Series will uh, step off smartly, and the date on that is September 28th through October 2nd. October 2nd. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great time. We want you to join us there. Falldinnerseries.com. Thank you to uh, Brian Freeman. He's at home. We'll see him on Monday with the gals from the uh, Colorado Restaurant Association. And uh, we're heading on a road trip to go gather goodies for this fall dinner series. And uh, the CRA is coming along with the Modern Eater team. Brian will be with us, and Jay Parker, and myself. Faith Johnson's going to hold it down back here at Studio Kitchen, Colorado. She's got quite the face on her right now. She must be working hard. She's listening to the show, but about 20 seconds behind us. Mm-hmm. She'll catch it. Let's see when she hears Hello, her Faith. name. Hello, Faith. She'll hear her name hey, in a second. Hey, how you doing, Faith? Hey, how you doing? So, did it pop in? I don't nope, know. Well, she, she must be listening, listening to something, something else. Oh, yeah, she's Hip-hop. listening. To there, there she goes. Yeah. Ah, there's a smile. <laughs> uh, great week, Faith Johnson. You've really just been doing wonderful work. When you see how sharp our website looks and uh, the great graphics and, and just everything is coming together nicely. When they say teamwork makes the dream work, Jay, it truly does. And the Modern Eater team is moving mountains right now. We thank you. Keeping the Colorado community together. And on this Friday, we wish you a wonderful weekend. Eat a cheeseburger. Eat a cheeseburger tonight. Go to and Logan Street. Go to Logan Street or go, or go somewhere where you know the owner's name. You know, or you know somebody who That's does. A great Great idea, Jay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Say, give like me a that? cheeseburger. Yeah, just you know, don't stay Cheese- away. F- stay away from the big boys today. You know, go down there and spend an extra dollar to get a better burger yeah. and support somebody. I mean, cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. Yeah. Uh, love little Rich Schneider. You do such great things for us, little Rich. It's just I um, feel oh, like there should be a moment of appreciation right now. Craig Jones from Carboy and Angelos and Logan Street and to. Donate your venue to us uh, to pull off the fall dinner series to keep this going. It's fantastic. Couldn't be more thrilled with the Colorado Restaurant Association um, looking to us and trusting us as a voice for them. And uh, it's going to be an honor to travel along with those gals. I mean, hey, it's the beginning of the road trip, right, Jay? They have no idea. <laughs> no, I mean, I already told them. I'm like, listen, you know, we'll, we'll be behaved, you know, because obviously nobody wants to be around the three of yeah. us. Uh, and I promise, no whiskey. Uh, hey man, you but can drink go, all we're going to go to Breckenridge Distillery, not, which is going to yeah. I see. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Don't say no whiskey. I mean, yeah, because then you're, you're missing out. I have whiskey. to say no whiskey because okay. you know because it's court ordered. 
That's right. I've got this thing on my ankle. Apparently, that's right. The Irish Rolex lives. Apparently, they. Uh, Doctor Baby Yoda, we want to see you soon. Doctor Sarah Metz, um, our doctor. It's like we're saying goodbye forever. We're not. Uh, we'll be back here Monday. We got a lot of work to do this weekend. It's a pleasure. It's an honor. We are the Modern Eater Show. For with um, thank a very special thanks uh, for. Um, Faith Johnson and Brian Freeman and Jay Parker, myself, Greg Hollenbach. We'll kick the rock down the road, and we'll see you on Monday for the Modern Eater Show.